At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. All right, guys, so about two months ago, I was approached by a gentleman by the name of Joshua Liu. Okay, and Josh works for a company called House Call Pro. And what they do is they, um, they have a program for dispatching and invoicing. Okay, they're one of the giants in the industry, actually. And he wanted me to be part of, of what they're doing to help spread their message and spread their word. So he arranged for me to hop on his, uh, his screen via the web, because that's what the web is great for. So I hopped on his screen. And I checked it out, and I was pretty impressed by how simple it was. Really, really simple stuff. And what I thought was really cool is each customer kind of has their own profile. You can see how many bids you've given that customer, how many bids you've won, how many you've lost through like a pie chart. Okay, you can see the invoicing that you sent them, how much you've been paid, uh, different kind of stuff. Okay, it, it's, it's very um, in-depth. And the fact that you can create a profile for your customer and click on it um, gives you a lot of information at your fingertips. So anyway, guys, there's a landing page set up. If you guys want a free trial, if you guys want the first month at a reduced cost, the landing page is housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know it all. And I'll leave that landing page in the podcast notes. So I had a guest all lined up, then I got sick, and I had to cancel. Goddamn stomach bug, man. It went through my whole family. So I had to cancel on the guest, but he's going to be back on in a couple of weeks, or he's going to be on in a couple of weeks, and we're going to get that podcast done. It actually involves uh, HRVs that include compressors inside of them. Actually, a cool concept, but we'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but Today I'm going to fly solo because we had to cancel the guest and I had nobody else lined up. Sometimes that happens in the podcast world, I guess. Anyway, um, I guess I'm going to talk about some random HVAC stuff during this podcast. Maybe some tips that's helped me along the way. Um, maybe some service calls I've been on, found some weird stuff. Whatever kind of comes to mind. Like for instance, today I was working on a bunch of Lieberts. Okay, and about three years ago, all the belts replaced. All the belts were, were replaced on these units, right? Um, that was in March of 2016. So I'm checking the belts today again. The belts are in phenomenal shape, three years old. These are Liebert VT Specials, Victor Tom. Victor Tom Specials. They're made by Goodyear. I don't know if they still sell them because I haven't purchased them in quite a while, but probably um, this row of units, there's about seven of them. In a row, they all got changed. I, I think I want to change them maybe next year um, at the four-year mark, and then we'll go from there. But right now, they're still in phenomenal shape, guys. So if you guys have Lieberts out there that you take care of and you can get a, a hold of these VT Special Belts, I'm telling you right now, they're going to reduce the time you spend 
on preventative maintenance. You might have to go tension them up once in a while because belts kind of stretch out. Maybe the uh, the bracket kind of moves a little bit uh, because of the vibration. But I'm telling you right now, these are the best belts in the industry that I have come across. Anyway, guys, this is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Okay, so I'm learning some stuff today. I was on the phone with Eric Preston, uh, Vice President of True Tech Tools, and we had a really good discussion about the Navac 2CFM vacuum pump. It's got a one-hour battery life, okay, um, which is enough to pull a very good vacuum, enough, way more than enough time. But the secret is with that pump, you cannot pull through gauges and quarter-inch hoses with your Schrader's in. You have to pull through large diameter hoses. Now they're recommending the true blue hoses because those are top of the line when it comes to permeation factor and the size and and all of that jazz, right? So one hour battery life, pull through large hoses, true blue hoses are recommended. Okay. 8% off guys at True Tech Tools, the promo code know-it-all, the preferred Tesla pricing link I will leave in the podcast notes as always. Testo's spring promotion is in full effect until May 31st, and I mentioned it on the last podcast. If you purchase a 550, a 557, or a 570 digital manifold, you will get for free with mail-in rebate. $100 value, um, Weeha tool set, comes in a little bag, side cutters, needle nose pliers, a couple of screwdrivers, a Phillips. Really cool. Really awesome giveaway. You want to be a rock star when you show up to your service call? Those digital manifolds, I'm telling you, will make you feel like one. Because they're badass completely. So check that spring promo out giveaway, guys. It's legit. We had tool bag or tool set with a 550, 557, and 570. So spring is coming, or spring is here. Summer is coming. Um going to get hot like usual and we're going to be busy so it's good to have truck stock on hand like vacuum pump oil okay and i shared a post about some vacuum pump tips to get ready for the the spring and the summer from yellow jacket the other day from their their newsletter and if you guys haven't signed up for their newsletter you can go onto their website and you can sign up for their newsletter to get the tips um, thrown at you. I don't know how often they put it out, but it comes out and it's got some legit information in there. So tip number nine for the pump tips was to cover up the opening on your pump to prevent moisture from getting inside. That's something I've never even thought of doing before. It's actually a really smart thing to do. That will help preserve your vacuum your vacuum pump oil, right? So check that out, guys. That's pump tip number nine from Yellow Jacket for their vacuum pump tips and sign up for their Buzz newsletter. And obviously, when it comes to truck stock, you want to have some big blue soap bubbles in your van because hands down, they are the best bubbling action leak detection soap that's out there. 
the science that goes into creating bubbles, um, it's pretty in-depth, actually. It's more in-depth than you actually probably would give it credit for. And John Pastorello, he's broken through, and he's come up with a formula that produces the tiniest little micro-bubbles on these little tiny micro-leaks. Really, really good stuff. Um, again, truck stock. Cool Air Products has a, an awesome lineup of truck stock items like AC Smart Seal. AC Smart Seal is an oil-based internal leak sealant that can get you out of a jam with formicary corrosion or, or these tiny micro leaks that are all over the system that is not even worth going around and fixing and using the customer's money for if they're going to replace it anyway. So AC Smart Seal External, it's oil-based. It's not going to clog up a system. It's not going to clog up your tools. Good to have on the truck to get you out of a jam. Telling you right now. I just left uh, my middle son and my older son's jujitsu grading. Brazilian jujitsu, what a cool sport that is. I wish I had a chance to learn that as a kid. So, what they do is. Um, they teach jiu-jitsu, but they intertwine some other stuff. Um, they do a little bit of judo. They throw in a little bit of kicks here and there. Um, not too much, so it is a little bit of a mix. And it's such a cool sport to watch, um, even to watch them train on their training days. Very, very cool stuff. If you guys have kids at a young age um, and you have the opportunity to put them into something that's different than, like, basketball, soccer, hockey, football, um, jiu-jitsu, I highly recommend. They were also in karate, but karate was boring. It was slow. They didn't like it so much. Jiu-jitsu, it's, it's free-flowing. It's fast-moving, and you're always doing something. You're always on the go. And I never really understood MMA that much. I mean, I understood it, obviously. It's, it's fighting. It's beating your opponent in a ring, but the stuff on the ground, because that's what jujitsu is, a lot of stuff is done on the ground, I didn't really understand it when I watched it, but now when I take my boys for training and I see what's involved, I have a real appreciation for the sport and, and what these fighters are going through in the ring as, as they're fighting and as they're trying to gain the upper hand on their opponent. Very, very cool, guys. And like I said, I wish I learned it when I was a kid, because nowadays... I'd go on HVAC Hub and I'd whoop some ass, man. These guys on HVAC Hub, I'm telling you. Anyway, guys, listen. Vacuum setups and learning on the internet. Just a couple things. They kind of intertwine with each other. A lot of guys, especially on Facebook, why are you asking a question on the internet? Why aren't you asking your journeyman? Why? Facebook is not the place to learn. Well, I get very disgruntled by that that type of comment because if you get into a group with 20,000 individuals all in the same trade why can't you ask a question why can't you try to gain some knowledge from techs that have been through it maybe techs that are going through it and techs that will go through it 
get a perspective from each angle. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. So ask questions on Facebook. Ask questions on Instagram. The hate, you're going to see the hate. You're going to see the idiots trying to make fun of you, trying to bring you down. Just scroll by it. Pretend it doesn't exist. I tell people all the time, if somebody's giving you a problem, you don't like what, what you see, just block them. That's it. Block them. They can't see you. You can't see them. That that hatred, that, that, um, that negativity, it's gone. Just like that. So asking questions on Facebook and on Instagram, wherever the platform is on social media, I'm all for it because I've learned a ton. And I'll tell you what I've learned a ton about. Back in the day, we used to um, pull vacuums with our manifold, quarter inch hoses, right? And when we performed our decay tests, we didn't call them decay tests because I haven't even, I didn't even um, learn that term until a while back. So we would pull down to our 30 inches, right? vacuum or just about 30 inches close off the gauges shut the pump off and see if our needle started to rise that's how we would check nowadays you can stick a digital micron gauge on during a decay test you can watch that sucker rise um, in smaller increments in real time and get a real feel for what that decay is all about are we going to pass? Are we going to fail? Do we have a leak? Do we just have some, a little bit of off-gassing? That micron gauge will tell us that. And that's what some of the things that I've learned on social media, asking questions, but mostly just reading comments, looking at pictures, and reading through conversations that other techs are having with each other. It's okay to do that. I've learned a ton of stuff. Okay, that's kind of how the vacuum police all started. You guys have seen, or most of you anyway, have seen the logo I made up, the vacuum police, vacuum rated as fuck. Okay, that is kind of just having some fun with how serious are people these days with their vacuum setups. Because some people take that, that shit to the next level. Okay. But I'm telling you right now, there's a reason for it, and it works, and I've proven it to myself. Pulling out Schrader cores, okay, larger hoses, not pulling through gauges, straight to the pump system, straight to the pump, you will pull a much faster vacuum. A hundred, a hundred percent. I've tried it both ways, okay, and you also, you want to take it to the next level again, seal all your fittings up with nylog so you have no leaks. You have no air infiltration while you're pulling a vacuum and during your decay. Because if you have leaks on your rig during your decay, possibly depending on how you um, perform your decay, those leaks could look like there's a leak in the system when it's really not. It's a leak in your rig. So I've learned a ton of stuff um, about vacuum setups just, just from being online, pictures, conversations. And, and like I said, these, these new, new age vacuum setups, they really, really work. Um, the true blue hoses, that's the next level thing. I've yet to try them, but a lot of techs are loving them and pulling very, very quick. 
and very, very efficient vacuums. So just be aware, guys. Learning on the internet is okay. Scroll by the haters. Scroll by the negativity. Take it one step further and block them so you can't even see them. I've done it with a bunch of people already. And I'll tell you, it's the best goddamn move that I've made in some situations. Because I don't need to see that stuff. And I don't care. Why, why am I going to take time out of my day to read somebody's negative comment that's going to try to bring me down? I don't, I don't need to see that. If somebody wants to be constructive in a positive manner, I'm all for it. But if you just want to hate and you want to spew negativity and you want to talk trash, I got no time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? So learning on the internet's cool. And this vacuum police thing, I don't know who said it, but somebody said it at some point. Looking at some vacuum setup, somebody I think posted pulling through gauges and they, they had a uh, micron gauge on and it was real low, but they're pulling through gauges and people were giving them shit, right? Oh, you can't pull through gauges. And somebody said, here comes the vacuum police. And I wish I remember who said it because I would give them credit right now for the whole idea and, and the escalation of the vacuum police and the logo and, and all that. Um, so if, if, if you're listening, if you were one of the guys that said vacuum police um, maybe a year and a half back to a post, <laughs> come forward and, and maybe uh, we can talk and we'll throw you some credit for the, uh, the logo and whatnot. But listen, guys, what I think started all this was a gentleman called Jim Bergman, who a lot of you know already. Some of you may not have um had the pleasure of watching any of his videos. He does some experimental videos with, with uh, pulling a vacuum and, and different things and, and uses different products to show how it's done. And I, ever since he started showing these videos, that's when everybody really got on board with this stuff from what I can remember. And he has a very cool app called the Measure Quick app. And that app shows... Um, you use it in conjunction with a, a blue vac pro, which I don't have. Um, I'd like to remedy that so I could try this app a little bit more because I haven't really tried the app. I'll be honest. Um, I've been on the app and I've, I've played with it, but I haven't really put it to good use. So when you're pulling a vacuum, it shows you your, it shows you the scale shows you, um, your microns dipping in real time. And then when you do your decay, it shows you your decay test. It shows you the rise of your decay, um, kind of like on a, on, a, on a graph, right? Um, and it shows you it flattening out. It tells you if you pass or you fail. It's kind of a cool app. So I think that's where all this started with, with all the evacuation, um, all the evacuation stuff that everybody got real serious about. So if you guys um, have time, whatever, check out. Jim Bergman's videos in the Measure Quick app because it's pretty cool stuff. And like I said, I got to try it out. Right? I'm trying to it, I'm trying to avoid evacuation, incarceration, basically. Right? <laughs> anyway, guys, um, let's get on to the next topic. Filter dryers. 
Okay, so Sporland dropped a post in HVAC Hub um, with an article attached to it. And the teaser sentence was something like, should you upgrade or upsize a dryer or go with the OEM spec in a heat pump or like if you change a compressor or open up a heat pump? So I was interested in this because for years I've been taught and I've been doing it as well um, to upsize a dryer where space permits. I, f I feel like that's a good idea, right? Um, so I was interested in the article. I was like, man, are they going to contradict what I've been doing? So I wanted to read it to see what, what was going on. So the article was about heat pumps and dryers. And just so you guys know, the heat pumps that I've worked on in my career have been ceiling mounted packaged heat pumps in office buildings. I haven't worked on, um, split heat pumps like resi style split heat pumps with an indoor and an outdoor coil. I haven't worked on those. Maybe once or twice, but the majority of the time, it's packaged heat pumps in a ceiling. So they're jammed up there. You open up the panel. There's barely any room to get your hands into these things. So sometimes there's no dryers in them. And if there is a dryer, it's a reversible dryer, okay? Heat pump reversible dryer. But what Sporlin in the article was saying, it's better to have two standard core dryers than one reversible dryer. All right, because, well, actually, one for each direction of flow, right? Because um, they're saying more desiccant, right? More desiccant, remove more moisture. And that's my whole thought about upsizing a dryer. More desiccant, remove more moisture. Okay? Um, the filtering surface area is bigger. So, later on in that article, it explained that, yes, it is recommended to upsize the dryer where space permits. So, it kind of validated my thinking and my education from the past. So, guys, where space permits... Um, use two dryers in a heat pump system instead of one reversible and also upsize the dryer where space permits. I know that's not always the, the case because I know some of these manufacturers, they build these units real tight. But that's just a little tip for you guys. The other thing I wanted to talk about with dryers is this. There was a debate about cutting out dryers or sweating out dryers. And somebody said, never sweat out a dryer, and it got me kind of agitated. But I'll tell you what I like to do. I like to cut dryers out for two specific reasons. One, you're left with clean pipe. Two, you don't get a face full of phosgen or refrigerant vapor if the pressure starts to build up. Okay, one thing that I've always done if I'd had to sweat the dryer out is I remove the Schrader cores, and that way if there's any vapor boiling off um, in the oil, in the compressor, it's allowed to escape. But still, um, cutting out that dryer will avoid burning that gas. Okay, and you breathing it in or even um, injuring you. 
Okay, because who knows, right? Those are the two main reasons. Clean pipe and avoid being injured, my, keeping my own health um, intact. But the argument was never sweat out a dryer. I'm like, well, you can't really say never because there's, there's cases where you're going to have to sweat out a dryer. It's cases I've had to sweat out a dryer. I'm not going to start getting into all of them. All right. So guys, if you can cut it out, sure, cut it out. It's safer. Okay. You're left with clean pipe. And the argument was, listen, you heat that dryer up you may release contaminants back into the system. I have to do a little bit more digging on this. And I actually asked um, Sporlin to be on the podcast to talk about filter dryers. And I'm hoping we get somebody, a rep on, because I got to ask him this question, because I've talked to tech support about this, and I haven't um, really got a clear understanding of how this all works. Heating up a dryer might or may or may not um, release moisture contaminants back into the system. I had a conversation with someone from Sporland about a year and a half ago, and they explained to me that if you want to bring a dryer back to its regular state and get the moisture out, you got to bake that thing at some crazy amount of heat in an oven to get that desiccant dry. So, yes, it's a possibility that we might release some. I don't know how much or how little or any at all. So I got to get that rep on and talk about it. But for safety's sake, if you can cut it out, cut it out. Clean pipe, potential risk of any moisture leaving that dryer or any contaminants leaving that dryer is gone. And the potential risk of you getting hurt or breathing in um, refrigerant, phosgen, is taken away. So just keep those things in mind, guys. Something else we need to discuss here is the term king valve gets used way too much. Way too much. So not every valve you see that has a stem on it and can be adjusted, back-seated, front-seated, that is not a king valve. The king valve is only found on the receiver outlet. Okay, that's it. A hundred percent. So when you see a valve that's similar looking on the discharge line, it's a discharge service valve. If you see it on the suction line, it's a suction service valve. And funny enough, I'm going to tell you right now, the inlet valve on the receiver is called the queen valve king and queen all right um now the king valve what is it used for well you can use it to isolate the receiver and pump down the system and i don't know why everybody calls it a king valve i've even watched videos online of dudes that have thousands and thousands of followers and and views on their youtube videos calling it a king valve so they're they're kind of mis representing what that valve is. And I, I know nobody's perfect. I've made mistakes. But if you see that out there, guys, just remember, a king valve is only found on the receiver outlet. And it's, it's very, I mean, I should say it's not often that you're going to see a queen valve on the inlet. 
because I don't see it very often. I can only think of a couple of units out there that I take care of that actually have them on there. Um, but that's what they're called. And I think it was a carrier thing that started back in the day. Because when I go into the web and I start searching, um, a lot of carrier info pops up on the king valve. So I think carrier possibly named that valve the king valve at one point, and it stuck with the industry, but everybody started misrepresenting that valve in different locations around the system, guys. So just remember, a king valve is on the receiver outlet only, and that's it. So just the other day, might have been last night, I posted a, a video that I made doing a service call with a tripped breaker on the low voltage circuit, on one of the low voltage circuits within the unit. Now, I found out what was wrong, but I recorded the call, like I filmed it, and I made a YouTube video out of it. So if you guys have time, it's about seven minutes long. And it's interesting because I didn't use a meter to find the short. I did everything through isolation and elimination. So if you guys have time, um, it's a video to watch of some troubleshooting skills that you can use to your advantage when you guys are out in the field. A lot of you guys might use this uh, technique already. Okay, and if you know how to do it, then, I mean, by all means, watch the video for some entertainment value. But if you don't know how to do it, it's a good educational video um, to kind of give you some pointers on how to go about troubleshooting through through that kind of technique and that process. So anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just me, myself and I and you guys. No guests this week, but sometimes that's just the way it is. So, like I said, guys, at the top of the podcast, if you check out the link for House Call Pro, there's a free trial, and there's also a reduced first month cost using the link. Okay, guys, and if you want, shoot me a review on the platform you're listening to or listening on, listening to the podcast on, just kind of helps me grow the podcast and get to a larger audience. You guys have a great day. Happy H-Vacuum.